Hello, and welcome back to another episode, the third episode of We Are Just Visitors. Today, we talk to Alia Nuru. Uh, I guess you can call her a holistic healer of some sorts. Uh, we met, uh, I think, about three or four years ago when I was doing my Mojoot project. And, you know, she walked in, loved her energy. And I think we both grew uh, since then. And, you know, I've been seeing her... Uh, her post on Instagram, she went through, uh, you know, she went, she went onto this holistic healing journey that I was really curious about to see what she believed in. So here's what we've talked about. We are just visitors. I mean, maybe like an unedited version. Yeah. We just don't edit stuff out and have it as like a raw conversation. I think that's what I'm going for. Yeah. I think that's just what, what area, and I don't care, like, you know what what the sound quality sounds like or you know it's just like the, if, if the content's good the content's good and i don't really want to spend too much time like thinking about how to make it look its best or sound its best this half conversation is really it's 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 really just about like hanging out with people and getting to know them and learning like yeah learning from each other kind of thing yeah. that's really what's this is really why i wanted to say on it you look good, Lilith. You Thank look you. you. You seem a lot lighter, like energetically. Okay. And um, you 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 look good, like you're glowing from the inside, like your aura is like bigger and interesting. Yeah. Funny enough, I've been getting that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So that it's just complete. It's like a different person actually from the last person I had a photo shoot with. Wow. <laughs> what what's, what was the last person? Uh. So when I say the word dark, a lot of people usually think like, like, a, like insinuate, think it's like, like evil or something. But some people just have like a, you know, like, I want to say like emo goth, but you know, like, like a darker kind of like mysterious kind of energy to them. And you shifted from like a darker kind of energy to like a more, like you're still like still have that mysteriously look, but more sage kind of vibes <laughs> you know it's like like your aura is also like lifted it's a lot bigger it feels like something's lifted off you as well your skin and like your energy from the inside is a lot more open you're glowing you're smiling a lot more your eyes are a bit more open as well and um open as in like energetically like it's letting a lot in and a lot out as well it's not as closed off and um you're more smiley it's like, oh, hello. It's <laughs> <laughs> a different person. Wait, different I, person. I feel like when you walked in, you're just like, I was just like, let's see. So I'm like, I wonder if he was doing that. I'm like, well, he, like, he's doing that. Wow, okay. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. I like it, though. It's good. You seem happier. Are you happy? I am generally happier, yeah. 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 I think uh, so I think the last time we saw each other, it was like COVID-ish time. Yeah. Right? Like, that, like that, that sort of time. So I think everybody was feeling a bit weird, but like, no, since then, you know, there's been journeys, there's been, you know, exploration, self-exploration. But yeah, I'm at a point where it's like, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty happy with life and, yeah. you know, you know, dealt with a bunch of stuff that I'm, I'm done with and, yeah. you know, we're here, you know. How's your, how's your head? How's your heart? Good. Good. Huh? Yeah. How's, how's your relationship? Yeah, it's good. Much better. You know, we, we, we went through a lot of, uh, I wouldn't say ups and downs, a lot of downs. Yeah. You know, in the last uh, couple of years, and I think just over this last summer, like a lot has been resolved. Yeah. So I think that's probably like a, you know a big part of it. Like a, yeah. You know, like Definitely. you know, lighter and happier and more smiley and. Nice, yeah. nice. I'm, I'm so happy for you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. You're in your space, like I said. It seems. I know it's the same space, but it just seems a lot lighter. Okay. Energetically, like in my hand when I remember, and it was it wasn't it wasn't nighttime. It was the day. Really? It was the daytime when he came? Okay. So I remember it a lot darker and when I walked in, it was like, maybe he's moved stuff around or something. Literally nothing has changed. <laughs> it like, feels lighter. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Cool. So uh, what about you? What's what's going on with you? Uh, a lot has changed since we last met. Um, I was also living in Sports City, so I was quite close by, but I moved a couple of times. I had a couple of deaths and rebirths as well. Um, yeah, I got out of my last relationship, went on like a little 
another mini like finding myself kind of deeper it's every time it's just deeper and deeper right and so i'm in another relationship now it's getting serious it's it's everything's from the lux it's working out really well it's going really good lots of shifts and changes happening okay i'm turning 30 in a month so i can feel like that transition of like the end of my 20s um i can feel like a lot is happening like shifting internally externally as well and probably i know that there's a probably gonna be a question coming soon a ring <laughs> okay so like just mentally kind of like preparing for that shift as well um, yeah, so lots happening, lots of transitions. It feels good. Um, a little scary, but all good. Mm. Cool. So, so Alia, what, like, what, what do you, what do you do in life? So, I am a holistic transformation specialist, mm. which is like just a fancy term for holistic healer and uh, a manifestation coach. But I don't. I am a healer, so I've qualified in, I'd say, like, nine to ten different modalities. And uh, I'm very, very passionate about manifestation and learning how to, you know, utilize energy, utilize and understand the laws of the universe, metaphysics, and actually use it to your advantage and create your own reality. And so I've always been very, very into that where most of my time goes into studying about that reading about that and so when you take the two together it's it's healer and it's coach but coach today that word is like anybody can just go online and get like a life coaching certification it's thrown around so much and healer as well i i wouldn't say I'm, i necessarily am a person that would come and heal you Rather, I look at myself as a vessel that reminds you that you are the healer and kind of just like a helping hand to remind you and guide you in ways in which you can help heal yourself. You know, it's funny. I didn't put a card in this. I said, what? It didn't hit the cord off on that one, but at least we have it on this one. Uh, where it is, Kel? Here we go. I've done some different things. Okay, so. All right, the next question is bigger. In one second. Second format that notions. Okay. So healer, manifestation coach. Okay. Um what uh this is this is something I've been like interested in in general with people like what 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 sort of your your belief system these days? Like what what have you explored yourself and like, oh, this makes sense. That makes sense. Let me, you know, let me dive into more of this. Let me heal people this way because I believe the energy works this way. And like, what, what is, what is that system that you're, that you're. So belief system in regards to healing or belief system in general about like life, God, religion. Both, like whichever you want to start with. Right. So I think when it came to healing, I'll just explain the way I got into it in the first place. So I grew up in a very religious Muslim background, very cultural, where Mammon, which is like Indian, Pakistani, and also mixed. And so um, I got married quite young. I got married when I was 20, 21 years old. And I supposedly had the picture-perfect life. Like, the person that I married was everything that you're supposed to have on paper, right? All the ticks, all the boxes. And um, I lived in England 
I lived the life, supposedly, right? I million pound mansion in the countryside, cars, jobs. I worked as a special needs nursery nurse. I loved my job, but it, it was really getting to me a lot of the way the systems and everything worked and stuff. And so I started really, really struggling with depression and anxiety. And my anxiety would get really bad. Like I would have intense panic attacks. I found myself crying myself to sleep every single night. Uh, and it came to the point where it, it, it just wasn't normal anymore. I was also studying counseling for depression in university. And I also went to therapy. I did a lot of different therapy modalities. And I knew that just the basic kind of counseling wasn't it because the next step was medicine and medicine had all of these side effects and I already was not okay with my body. I'd already gone through so much with it and I just wasn't okay with it. And so I'd found the movie, The Secret, and that kind of popped up and that's is talking about the law of attraction manifestation. And that kind of bought me back alive. It gave me that spark because something inside me was ignited again that that I felt like I'd kind of lost. And when I went deeper and deeper, and I mean like months and months and months of just trying to understand it, reading, writing, watching every single thing I can find on it and starting to practice it. And then this is a very long story short. I started working with a personal development company as well. And that was a lot talking about, it's like a very famous YouTuber. We had, it was an events company. So speaking events, online courses, business courses, all of that stuff. And a lot of it was based around love, attraction, spirituality, making money, that kind of thing. Right. And so I realized that a lot of people that were coming there and a lot of people that are looking to manifest are actually in real need of healing. They have a lot of trauma. They have all of the stuff that's like coming up and they don't even know what they want to manifest because manifestation or like the idea of success to a lot of people is what we've been told our whole life, right? This is what success looks like. This is what it has to be for every single person, which is a good job, making this amount of money, get married, nice house, nice car, kids, the whole pick offense that souls to everyone, right? And so, um, I realized that healing is what a lot of people need to go through. And I was going through my own healing journey and my own journey of like trying to figure out how Islam fits into this new spiritual world that I was a part of. Because I saw so many similarities and um, the, the person that I worked with, he had trained in the Himalayas to become a yogi. And so I'll, a lot of a master yogi actually mm. and so his name changed and everything and he worked with a master from the a grandmaster from the Himalayan mountains and when he came back a lot of hinduism s um practices were coming in so the mantras um really intense yoga and i had a show with him on youtube and i didn't know what exactly my beliefs were in accordance to that because the show was basically it's called ask master with alia and i was taking we had like a really large uh big fan base of this so i would take on all the questions and we'd have a little segment on his youtube channels like every week and i would ask the questions and he would answer them and we'd have a discussion about it now I didn't know if I actually agreed with that stuff because I grew up super Muslim and up until that point I was quite religious from a very spiritual perspective so not the usual like I'm strict about like praying five times a day but I had a very close relationship with God right and um, so I started questioning a lot of things from that aspect I started questioning a lot of things in like the healing space as well the personal development space, the whole manifestation space, and basically my entire life. And so what I did is, even though I was at the peak of my career, I was supposedly in a marriage that looked picture perfect. I got divorced. I left my job. 
I went back home and I went into like a deep inner journey. I literally spent four months completely on my own, just meditating, waiting, and really connecting to a higher power and setting the intention of, I want to find the truth. And that was the hardest thing for me because I came to the realization that if it's the the exact version of the Quran, like the explanation that I need, like send that to me, right? Or if even if this is not, this religion is not the truth, which I'm so closely identified it with, and my whole life is around my family and everyone is in, in um, I'm willing to see or be open to whatever it is that the truth is. So if that's a religion, if it's a, a, a spiritual, if it's a philosophy, like whatever it is, I want to know the truth. And so that's where my journey kind of went like deeper within. And I'd read this quote somewhere that there's like 118 paths to the divine. And so I was like, I want to know what all of these paths are. So I know which ones are the truth when I'm looking at them, because there's so many different things, right? And at this point, um, I think I would wake up every single like morning. I'd wake up at around 3 a.m. and I would meditate up until like after Fajr, right? So I'd sit on like my prayer mat, the masala, and I would do my old form of meditation. So I'd sit in meditation, I'd go really deep, and I would ask these questions. And when I'd ask this one question, I remember the answer that came to me is that the, the paths to the divine. They are not just 118. They are as many paths to the divine as they are hearts, like as they are people, right? Because every single path is their own personal path and every single path is as valid as even if you look at someone who says, I don't believe or I, 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 I'm not religious or I'm not spiritual or, or there is no such thing as God or a higher power or whatever it is. That in itself is its own path to the divine. And we are nobody to judge anybody else. And that kind of started my own spiritual journey of what is my path. And since then, like I said earlier, I've been through so many deaths and rebirths of finding truth, learning something, and then realizing that there's something deeper. So yeah, unlearning. Then you go deeper and you're learning and then there's unlearning and learning and unlearning. And I think that journey has kind of led me to the space today where understanding that there is a higher power and there is um, this divinity, but also understanding that you are that divinity. You are a part of that higher power. Everything is connected. There is no actual separation when it comes even scientifically speaking because you now are bringing in i started um becoming really interested in the science like the metaphysics of things and then the the spiritual philosophy and eastern mysticism and bringing them two together and looking into all of these different spiritual philosophies and religions and looking at the base core of the message and how similar they all are and how much shit has been added on, for lack of a better word, to make it into a control for power and a control, a, a way to control people and to make money and how it's become this big business, right? But at the core of every single thing, every single religion, every single spiritual philosophy, every single sage, guru, prophet, mystic that's come through, it's the same message over and over again. And that is, you are God, right? And we are all God, right? And everything is one. And we are just different aspects of God trying to, not even trying to experience, experiencing it ourselves, itself as the infinite forms that it can experience itself through and so there's so many complexities of when you go into it of like understanding like quantum realities and infinite realities and we're jumping from one reality to the other and there's not just one particular space that you're in and 
then there's, you know, people, a lot of people are talking about the new earth and 3D and 4D and 5D and different timelines and realizing that all of it is true because there's literally infinite realities that people are living and there's backup and there's so much science behind every single thing that thing people are finding today and that that is the beauty of it and so that has been my journey so far and my journey into healing was the reason I studied like nine to ten different modalities was because I just was not satisfied with like okay someone's coming in I studied this one particular one and it's like say hypnosis or energy healing right and it was like okay but how do like why they'll they'll come in and they'll feel better but they're going away and they're not like a week later two months later a year later they're still upset or something's still not okay and so my partner and I, the person who wrote the book, Shahina, she wrote a book with me and we kind of studied and did all of this stuff together. We basically became really obsessive about trying to find the core reasons of why people are the way they are and how to help them, not just like this person came in and I can heal their leg from like not being able to walk completely, but another person comes in and it takes 10 sessions to heal a very little neck pain and I was like well what's the Carly like what's happening right so trying to understand and go a lot deeper into what it is and realizing after I've studied all of these different modalities is that when we come into life like our souls right there's like the divine source consciousness God Allah like whatever it is that you call it personally right this grand big energy and just it starts filtering down into different um different layers right so it just like people would say like there's angels and there's different energies and and then it all the way comes down to humans right and there's this earth plate and as souls when we choose to come down here into this earth plane we choose the the bodies that we're going to take we choose the families and a lot of the stories and the things that are going to happen to us to have this soul expansion, right? And so we come in and when we come in, we forget that we are God. We forget the grandness of who we are and the power of who we are. And so we go through life and we experience all these different things. We have stuff with our parents and all of these belief systems that get embedded into us and you go through different experiences that can cause trapped emotions, different traumas. And so you go through life and you build or become this personality, right? Personalities, we think that we inherently have this, but it's it's something that happens to you over time because if you break it down and look at it, it's like vibration, energy becomes a thought, thought becomes word, word repeated becomes action, action repeated becomes behavior, behavior repeated, becomes personality a habit habits repeated becomes personality personality repeated becomes your personal reality and so if you want to break things down you literally just take it backwards and see okay how can i break down my personal reality i have to start breaking down my personality which is my mindset my behavior and all that thing you can literally change who you are at any time right and as you get older especially because of the the, the neural pathways in your brain and your wiring, it becomes a bit harder, especially like after 30, because they've been repeated so much that they've become set and that's where you think you are. But it's possible for anyone to change at any time, right? But when you're younger, it's just easier because they're not as set and they're not as formed. And so um, understanding that all of these things and these trapped emotions and these traumas and all of the way that your brain is formed, your personality is formed, causes you to eventually become the person you are and have the experiences you're having, which is, it could be mental health issues, right? So if you're struggling with depression, if you're struggling with anxiety, that's just, you know, your soul knocking at your door saying, I can't do this, this play that is being played anymore, this life that's being lived, it's not in congruence, it's not aligned with your higher self, with your 
the the life that you've come down here to live, right? So that's like the lowest low off the, the bottom, right? And we explain things in terms of emotions. So we're mind, body, and soul. And today, the life that we're living, we've forgotten that we are all of these things. It's not just, before it was just mind, right? The whole thing of like universities and school and education came up. And that became the important thing, like you have to get an education, right? And then recently in the past, I'd say 10 years, like fitness has really become like, the, you have to really take care of your body and gyms have become like super popular. But now it is the revolution of consciousness, realizing that we are also the soul. There is more to us than just the mind and the body. We are also the soul and our emotions play a huge part. I say it's like your internal GPS system. It's showing you where you are in relation to your soul. So I've written a book and I'll, and in this book, we talk, we have like an emotional guidance scale that's based on like Abraham Hicks's emotional guidance scale. And um, it starts from the lowest emotions, which is like depression and hopelessness and loneliness. And it moves slowly upwards into like anger and the middle is boredom and it moves all the way up to joy and bliss and ecstasy. And that's where your soul that your soul resides. That's what God is, right? When you say your soul, like your higher selves, we're talking about your God self, right? And so that is the emotion that it's always at. And when we go down, dip down into these emotions, they're little messages for us to show us where we're at, to show us, remind us of like, this is not aligned, that this is not liked, right? But instead of taking it as like a, a message, or like uh, like a little pop-up from your GPS system that, oh, turn right, like you've taken the wrong exit, right? We look at it as something that we are just sitting in. Like we're constantly just stay there and we recreate the same thing over and over again. And we go back to the things that hurt us. We think over and over things that the things that made us angry and we go and we talk about them and we write about them and we sit in that energy for so long. And what happens especially when it's like traumatic things that happen to us over life and it could trauma could range from like bullying in your childhood or things that happened with like your parents right like being physically abused mentally abused emotionally abused or like really um intense things like sexual abuse and i've had so many healing clients and they will come out with like the most random things some of them will be like Oh, I'm having, you know, relationship issues. Another will be like, I'm having neck pain. Another one would say I'm having, you know, back pain. But the most shocking thing that I have realized over having so many clients this past couple of years is that 90% of people have been sexually abused. And it's crazy. It's, it's insane. Right. And I do this thing called, I use the, it's this thing called emotion code. And so it's where you use muscle testing, like kinesiology, and you go in and you test different emotions. And so Shahina and I'm partner, we came up with a mapping chart, right? And where we map every single part of your life and of your body. And we go in and test what emotions are trapped. And there's 16 different emotions that can get trapped in your body. And we go in and test all of those different emotions of the, which are their root causes. And so you'll see a lot of people, like a lot of, I have a lot of clients that are like older men in like their sixties, right? And a lot of the issues that they're facing right now, I can literally trace it back to trapped emotions that I've picked up and tested from their childhood, like under seven years old, or even inherited from parents. And so. It just shows that these things, basically every emotion, everything is energy, right? And so your emotions are, is an energy that is vibrating at a specific frequency. And when they get trapped in your body, you're basically, that frequency is just attracting the same frequency over and over again throughout your life. And it's just getting trapped over and over and over again. And that's why sometimes when you look at people and you're like, they just have bad relationship after bad relationship and it's the same thing the same avatar and a different person and you think why do i keep why am i in this circle and so many different like things when it comes to like money or when it comes to jobs that some people you look at them and they're in that same circus 
um, circle and they can't break out of it. And that's because these emotions that are resonating, vibrating at these frequencies keep attracting the same things, which forms your belief system. And then also you start believing that I'm not worthy of this. And, you know, this is, this is what I keep attracting and this is where I'm at, right? And so it's all of these different things that take you through life and make you make you become this person. And this is where it comes, like the healing journey, the manifesting journey comes in, which is like, okay, it's not just about coming in for one hypnotherapy session about your mom or this bullying or this sexual trauma. There's, it's, you really need like a holistic approach of like sitting this person's this person down and literally laying out your entire life from when you were born right mapping up all the emotion all of these experiences that can cause you to have the trapped emotions the frequency and the belief systems of what has made you who you are today so it's like we're going to the root of the trauma and we're pulling it out from the root right and so when you go and pull out the root cause of all of these things that's when it's like, okay, instead of just plucking out the branches, which is what a lot of, um, say, medication does. Like if you have migraines or if you have headaches, you go to the doctor and they'll give you medication for your migraines, right? And what is that doing? It's like a Band-Aid. You're just putting a Band-Aid over it. You're not going to the root cause of the trauma and pulling out the weeds. And so we use this like mind-body-soul approach and understanding that there's this like a deeper, this is something deeper. And once we've done that, once we've weeded out all of these roots, what happened is you're left with this person and you're like, okay, now this person is healed. We've weeded out everything and their life starts changing and shifting, right? A lot of change and shift starts happening, but, but sometimes you see that they start going back to the same old patterns. They start manifesting again, the same things, attracting the same things. And then it was like, why like like you know we we've let it all go and that's when the the science becomes really interesting and um, i love dr joe dispenza dr bruce lipton on this work and they just talk about neuroplasticity and when when you have lived this life for such a long time these thought patterns these behaviors these habits these beliefs right of like i'm not worthy of this amazing partner or healthy relationship. I'm not worthy of making money and thriving in my business or making, doing, making it on my own. Right. And all these, uh, beliefs that even though you re like taken out all these root traumas and emotions, right. Those belief systems, those neural pathways that have already been formed need to start being rewired now. So that's where the rewiring process comes in because it's like, if you look at it as like a ground and you weed it out all of these roots, now it's just empty ground, right? And so people will go back to what they're used to and they will just grow the same things again. And this is where the process of rewiring comes in where it's like, okay, we've taken everything out, but now what are we replacing it with, right? What are we changing and what are we adding to it? And who is the person that you want to become, right? Who is... Who, who is the person that you've come down here in this life to be? No matter what age you are, no matter where you're at in your life, no matter what you've done, and you see people who would have been like teachers or engineers and completely shifting their entire life trajectory because they've always done what they were, they thought would make them money or what they thought they should do or what was probably right for them at that time. But now they're moving into high alignment with their soul, alignment with their higher purpose, right? And when we talk about higher purpose, a lot of people think it's like this big thing where, you know, you have to be like a healer or you have to work in this specific way or some people's life purpose is just being love. Some people's life purpose is just being a mom or like, um, you know, being a good friend, being a father, being a family member, being an amazing photographer. It doesn't have to be this big thing where you're making, you know, six, seven figures and you're famous. And because we take to so like, oh, if this is your life purpose, if you're stepping into your power, 
that means you're this is this is what success looks like but really stepping into alignment with your higher self is taking back your power and redefining for yourself what your version of success look like looks like what your path is and really figuring out who you are at a core level what you like to do how you want to spend your life what you want to attract and bring it to your life no matter how big or small it is and then comes the rewiring and the belief system that you're really inputting of like if you have seen it in your mind like if you can dream of it and if it's in your head then you can hold it in your hand right that it, it is a possibility that no matter what it is that you want to do can happen and the best examples of this would be you know the, the Wright brothers who thought of creating flight, right? And everybody was like, you're absolutely batshit crazy. That's not a thing that doesn't happen. But if you have it in your mind, no matter how crazy it seems to anybody, that means that you can hold it in your hand. It is a possibility. And I love recently I've come to this understanding that what you seek really is seeking you. Right? If you have a dream in your mind, that is, we usually think, and especially manifestation has become this thing of like, this very active thing of like, I need to manifest. We look at it as like this hustle culture. Manifestation has become like this, every single day I need to do the six step process to manifest, which is like, yes, there is processes and ways that you can bend energy and create things. But realizing that if you have a dream in your mind, that dream, you think that, oh, I've created, like, this is in my head, and therefore I have to go out and make this happen. But what you don't realize, that dream, that vision has come from somewhere. And it's come to you because it's trying to come through you. And so if you realize that and say, hey, this is something that's trying to come through me, let me work with it instead of forcing it and being anxious about trying to make it happen on like a very specific timeline, then you will start to, when you start to co-create with the universe, with your higher self, you actually start to witness magic and miracles happening in your life. And so that's where my belief system is and according to my healing, the modalities that I do, and um, also just in for life in general. I have so many questions and I didn't want to interrupt your flow because like you, you, you basically took me from like zero to, 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 to 100, right? And in, in one sort of monologue, which was, which was awesome. But like, I have so many questions to, throughout that I didn't want to like ask them. Yeah. So, you know, like, so okay, it, it, in fear of you not finishing the story, yes. you know, but uh, I want to go back to, uh, you are God. That that you said you know that that one core message okay. that's ha that's like common in all the 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 mystics and the prophets and all the belief systems that have come down, and I think you saw me smile a little bit when you said that because like that that one message is something that that also came to me, uh, in 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 sort of like a zone I was in and and it's like I don't understand what do you mean, you know, so can you sort of like what what, what do you mean like you are God is common in all of the the. the so if you look, if you look at Hinduism, mm -hmm. there's two um, favorite mantras that I have and, and in Sanskrit, which is first is like Aham Brahmasmi, which is I am all of that. And it's also Soham, which is I am that, right? And that means like I am all that is, like I am all of creation. Um, if you look in Judaism, um, the, the, the first thing that Musa Ali Salam um, Moses got and saw and received was I am that I am right in Christianity there's something also very similar to I am all that is and you know I am you are the heaven and the earth the kingdom of of God and heaven lies within you there's so many examples in Christianity um, in Islam the, the Sufi famous Sufi mystic Mansur he says Anal Haq I am the truth, right? And so if you go down into, in Zen Buddhism, all of these different things, right? And you come down to it and they're all seeing the same thing, which is you are like 
you know, even in the psalm, they talk about you are made, like you are made from the light of God. What does that mean? If you are made of him, then you are him, right? You are him, her, it, right? And so when we say that I am God, I'll break it down first scientifically, right? If you break down, if you go down to like, if you look at our skin and go down, 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 past the muscle, past the tissue, into like the atomic structure, right? 99.9% of it is just nothingness, right? And if you actually go down, down to the molecular level, you will know that everything is vibrating, right? But there's there's no actual solid matter, right? It's just, this is like basic stuff that we learn, like solid liquid gas, and it's just, it's more compact, right? And so when you... I'll, I'll send you some stuff to read on about like from the science aspect about him because it's just mind-blowing but there is actually no there's no i there's nowhere where i end if you go down to the atomic molecular level and you begin so if you're looking at the 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 molecule level of it there is no end to you and to me and to this chair and to anyone ever so we're all literally one big field of matter and 99% of it is nothingness, right? And um, if you go back to like the spiritual te te teachings of like understanding that for me to come to this conclusion to well, actually allow it in, it took me years. Yeah, that, that, that was my next question. Like, how, like when you, when you sort of you know, came across this, this, this idea or this, you know, like, hold on a second, how is this working? Like, how, how did you sort of internalize that? It took, it took me years to get here because of the upbringing that we've had, you know, which is like blasphemy. Sure. You know, that's my next, that's, that's, that's just like, it. I'm just saying, when I like first, I came to the first things that I started looking and understanding, I was like, I am going to burn in hell. <laughs> like, how dare I think that? You know, like, but it's understanding that it's not from like this ego perspective of like, I am God and I have the power and I can, you know, when we look at it from that ego perspective, it's not that it's from a soul perspective of everything is me. You are me and I am you. And if you treat everything like you would treat yourself like you would love, like love your neighbor like you would love yourself. Treat others the way you would want to be treated because everyone is a mirror aspect of you, right? And so I came to this in so many different ways because it was not just like a one boom realization. It was a, cause you know, I, I'm so into manifestation. So study energy and then I'm so into like understanding quantum physics and so from that scientific perspective and then I'm so well into understanding healing so from like that perspective and I've been super into spirituality and then learning about all these different religions and so after learning about all of these things for such a long time and every single different explanation of it works in and then just like it just kind of one day all came together and I was like boom right and so all of it was just like in every single aspect, it all points and explains the same thing in different ways. And then a really profound experience I also had was during an ayahuasca ceremony. And it, it was shown to me in such a funny way in which um, I, I took the ayahuasca and there's a lot of different things that came up. But one of the main things that, that came up was I was just shown and it was like, the way that I was shown, it looked to slip like cartoons, like squiggly line drawings, just to show like the unseriousness of this life, right? And it was just like lines of like, and each line was like a different dimension, right? And if you look at dimensions, it's talked about in so many different religions, it's talked about in spirituality, in Islam, it's like the seven heavens, right? And spirituality, they talk about 3D and 4D and 5D and all of that stuff. And, um, so it was just showing like these lines and then it was like God, right. And it was like these little puppets on like his finger, right. And he's like going through like the different dimensions and he's picking and choosing, right. And he's just like looking at different masks 
and like God is like it was it was me it was others it was everything it's just like pure consciousness right and it's just picking up different masks and the mask that it was picking up it was like an African mask and it was like the funny ones you know like the the ones that they use and like the, the the dancing and all of these things and that's the way I was being shown it was picking up these masks and it was showing the masks as different peoples but also just different identities and emotions and personalities that we take on and it was literally like a video game. So you know when you go into a video game and you're just choosing choose your like, character. Choose your character and build your character from scratch and then change it and yeah. pick different outfits and that's exactly what God is doing. And just going through a different character and playing different games. And it's just a lot more intense because we're in here and we've forgotten that this is a simulation, that this is a video game. And when you connect to your higher self, which is where the spirit, the soul comes in, is like when you go into deep meditation, right? You're becoming, you know, the point of meditation, people are just like, oh, you need to quiet your mind and you need to do this and it's for productivity and this and that. Meditation is actually realizing that you are not the mind and you are not the body, you are the awareness. And when you realize that you are pure awareness, who is this awareness that is watching the thoughts that are happening inside your brain, right? Who is this awareness? And gosh, I can talk about this forever, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? But there's so many different things that you can also do, right? And this is like um, one thing that's coming to me is like remote viewing. Have you ever heard of remote viewing? No. So there's astral projection and astral traveling and there's this thing called remote viewing. And the reason it's coming to me is because it seems so far-fetched, but it's actually documented in this with the CIA. Yeah. That the CIA has actually been documented doing this. Wow. Right? And um, remote viewing is that you can literally, like, your consciousness can, like, I would say, like, leave your body, but consciousness is not necessarily only in your body. But you can go to specific places yeah. and look at specific things that are happening in real time. So it's like energetic spying, basically. Interesting. And so all of these different things that I learned about, and it just comes back to the same thing that we just one big form of consciousness, Ooh. right? And again, I do Oracle card reading. I'm very like it Twitter. And so when people come to me and I know exactly what it is that they're going through and I'm telling them that, oh, you need to do this and that. And they're like, oh, how did you know this? And my friend pulling cards that are exactly what we're talking about. And, you know, it's just like, how is this even happening? It's because we're just, even the muscle testing, mm -hmm. all of that is just we're moving into one field, which is the field of like pure consciousness. It's the field of infinite potential. It's the field that's, even now scientists are measuring, spirituality has talked about it. So it just comes back to all of the proof. And then this it, it's one thing that there's proof because you can read about it and read about it and read about it. But when you start meditating and practicing it, that's when you start to really realize the truth of that mm. we are all God. So... I, I keep I keep coming back to this because like, that, that's really the part I'm interested in because that's where I, I sort of am in my journey. And that's why I'm like I'm having these conversations is to see what what else you know what other people are 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 you know thinking about. So when you um, when you sort of came to this realization, oh okay, this 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 is this is how things are. How did how did the people around you kind of like react when? when you would talk about this or when, when, when something would happen, somebody would say something you, and in your mind, you're like, I don't think that's real. Yeah. You know, like what, how, how, how did you navigate that? I think it's quite interesting because I feel like I'm still navigating it with when it comes to like family back home. But when, I mean, they both just think you're bachelor crazy. <laughs> um, so when I first had like my first like say like little mini awakening, I was surrounded in this company by a lot of spiritual people that I was at. And then when I went back home, I feel like I had Shahina who was like, she's, she's family, she's a soul sister, she's a friend. 
and we kind of went into this deep hole together. And so I felt like I had someone there that understood. And then when it comes to family, like you got to understand, I come from a very close-knit community and I come from a very religious community. And so they're very, very not open to a lot of other ideas. Out, other ideas outside ways, not just when it comes to like, say, spirituality and stuff, but just very, very extreme set in their ways and their minds, right? And so um, haven't really, they're not very well-traveled. Even if they do travel, it's like the very typical go to a hotel, go shopping, stay at the beach, come back home, you know, because that's what I lived as well for a lot of my life. And so... I think that also is the process of like understanding that not everyone will get you, but when you start aligning with that frequency and just start being who you are and being your authentic self and seeking out more of what you want, then friends from nowhere will just literally pop up and you will, you will align with them. And the best example I can give of that is when I moved here, I, I studied in charge, I was at AUS. And so when I moved back to Dubai after my divorce, we got into a relationship and um, I'd written this whole book that was very much like very like divine, I would say like very channeled. Um, when I came here again, I kind of felt very lonely because I was like, everyone I know is either not here anymore or is just very much in that same old world. Right. And I love being a hermit and I love being on my own, but I did feel like I, it would be nice to have, you know, soul friends. And I just literally set an intention and I prayed and prayed to manifest, create grateful for all of these things for me are the same thing. And so to create basically like a group and uh, to have like a, a soul tribe here. And so. I met this guy online who was like, we were doing the spoken word event of a girl I met in England and this guy who had just moved to Dubai. And we just got on call and we were talking about like spirituality and personal development. And he was like, oh, let's make a group, right? Um, and, you know, we can do like free meetups of people that are spiritual and just, you know, like sit and chat and talk and every other weekend and stuff like, let's do it. And so we needed a conscious DXB. It started with like, I think two other people joined us the first meeting and um, literally at the beach, just having conversation and automatically just started getting so much traction. And there were so many other groups out there and we both of the both of us, we didn't, we didn't even do much. We didn't really do anything. And the group now has like almost 200 people and it's all just like super conscious people. Right. And everybody is like open to like share, discuss their events and what they're doing, what they're sharing. But it's just so crazy to me that I was once here, like upset that I don't know anyone here. And now I don't even have time to go and meet and talk to a lot of these people that are in my group. Right. And when we have like meetups here and there, I'm just like, oh, we should do a meetup. We should be do a meetup. But I have so many friends and most of the friends 99% of the friends that I have today are pretty much all spiritual. It's just that when I go back home, you're going back into, you know, the cave. And so it's it's learning to just balance that, knowing what to say, what not to say, when to say. And I think the biggest lesson for me has been being able to center and ground and balance yourself in the midst of the people that you love but don't understand you. And so I've just been talking to another yogi friend of mine that I was coaching and also another friend. And we we're just talking about how you can be as spiritual as you want. Like you can be so super spiritual, <clears throat> do all your practices. Biggest example is me, be a healer. When you go back home, all of that spirituality is out the window because nobody can trigger you like your family triggers you. <laughs> literally <laughs> right like you they will not 
to press every little single button button that there possibly is and the anger and the rage and everything you've not felt in years right everything will come out you'll come out kicking and screaming and swearing and and so i feel like that's where the work lies right which is it's not about what other people think and it's not about getting them to change their thinking and their understanding and getting them to understand you nobody needs to understand you as long as you know who you are and you you can you understand yourself right the the gift i would say very nicely lies in <clears throat> being able to be grounded and centered and hold your energy and your vibration in a space where you're surrounded by people who are bent over backwards trying to misunderstand you and um, don't want to see where you're coming from, have no interest in um, seeing who you are and what you are and what you've become and still being able to just come from a loving space and accept them for who they are, what they are, where they are, understand that they too are God and they too are just on this journey, on their own path, with their own choices. And if it comes to family, then understanding that you literally chose this, like you chose your family, you picked your parents. And so knowing that that is your work, that's where the work lies of like being able to be yourself through it all. That 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 always gonna be my last question. Like, what? How do how do you how do you now see people that you deal with? So that 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 was that was it. So I think also understanding that every single person, like when you've gone through all the healing work, right? And I'm just like, I have done so much healing. I've done so much shadow work. I've worked with my inner child. I've worked with my inner teenager. I've released hundreds of trapped emotions. I've done hypnosis and you name it. I was like a healing whore, <laughs> right? Like any kind of healing modality, I was like, give it to me. And so after, if I've been through all of this and I still struggle with like mindset and reminding myself and I still have to take myself back to practices and I've studied and learned and read so much. And if I can still come out with triggers and reactions after all of this, then just imagine where they are at with still that inner child crying and not having been healed and not having been seen or heard and all of the trauma that is still working inside them. And um, wherever they it is that they are at, wherever it is that they are thinking, that is their own little world. Everybody thinks that they are right, right? Because they have their own path, their own perspective, their own traumas their own frequency that they're vibrating at. And so we can't go out and judge that. You have to be like, this is the first thing I learned in my spiritual journey, just practicing non-judgment. And until today, it's been one of the hardest things, right? Because you're practicing non-judgment in others, but you're also practicing it in yourself when you slip up and when you get triggered and when you lose your shit, right? But when you see someone that's completely doing some insane shit that you're just like what the actual you know being able to be like hey you know you do you and i do me yeah. right and and it's okay if we don't see eye to eye you've given me like a ton to think about <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah, uh, yeah yeah and 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 honestly like you know uh I, i've been i've been just messaging people I'm like yo you want to come and chat <laughs> you know i, I just read that and like most people that have, that have come in have given me a lot to think about of, of like exactly the questions i've been asking in my life these days so thank you and i think the power of manifestation is like actually happening for me that's without me yeah knowing about it you know and uh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna stop us right there yeah this is the perfect way to learn to to get people to have conversations yeah and um, to have, to enjoy it, have fun. It's actually been, always been one of the ways that I, it's like, I'm so obsessed with learning and knowledge. Imagine I, I did this for a living. <laughs> that would be so cool. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, you do do it for the living, right? I do, but I've bo- I, I've been more in like the healer, like one to one working, so I can understand people yeah. like a lot deeper. But I just actually this week I've just dropped like my last one to one clients, yeah. and um, I'm gonna be focusing more on like um, content creation, so sending out the messages for a lot of people that are new to the spiritual journey. And um, I do want to start a podcast. It's just very um, the all the equipment stuff. Yeah, there's a heck. It's just like, oh, it's so scary. Again, like, coming from me, like, I'm a tech guy. This is my thing. I know exactly how to do it. But, like, I don't want to do it with, like, a conversation like this that's so, like, intimate. You know, I don't don't want to have all this stuff. People and cameras and stuff. Well, it's just been long coming. I've been wanting to do podcasts for the longest time. But it's just the the back-end stuff. That's just intimidating. (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much for having me and having this conversation. It's been awesome. Cool. <laughs> Photo time? Photo time. All right, let's, let's, let's do something. Uh, wow, an hour, an hour exactly. Yeah. Awesome. I didn't plan that. <laughs>